I am your host, Alex Kessler, here with no co-host. It's just me, but really, I'm with Ben and and, and past Alex. So today's going to be an interesting episode. Um, it's something we were talking about doing for a while of like re-watching an old episode as kind of like a, a, a commentary on what that episode was about. Today, we're going to be re-watching our original Modern Horizons reprint speculation. We've now had two Modern Horizons sets. This is before we knew anything about what was going to be in it. We're going to be talking about Forcible and Counterspell and Days and some other things. So it's going to be really interesting. I'll pause it and play it as things go if I have anything I want to comment on uh, or maybe I'll turn the volume down. We'll see how this works. Uh, if this is something, this is a little bit more of an experimental episode. So definitely let me know if this is something that, uh, y'all liked. If you didn't also open to comments on that, just be kind, <laughs> uh, just for scheduling conflicts this week, uh, where, uh, we ended up filming, uh, an episode of I Hate Your Deck that's going to eventually come out uh, during the time we normally record. And then just like because Ben was traveling last week, we couldn't reschedule it. So we're doing this. I'm doing it on my own. I'm doing it live pre-recorded. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, thanks to our editors, Rick and Marshall, for for all the help they give and making sure that this podcast looks the best it possibly can as it goes forward. Um, and uh, really quickly before we do that, thanks to our sponsors, uh, TCG Player. Um, basically, there's a, a link below. If you click on that link, it will... Um, let them know that we sent you. It costs you nothing. Uh, literally, if you click on the link, you don't have to buy anything right now. If you just click on the link, at some point, if you buy something on TCG Player, as long as you don't click on some other creator's link and you were signed in, it'll remember that you clicked on it from us. So it's really helpful if you can click on it. They get you really good prices. It's really easy to work with because it's a huge marketplace. You get access to all different types of cards whenever you want to find them. It's where I buy all of my cards, literally. Uh, so definitely check them out. Even customer service is really great. I ran into a whole problem with the retailer. They totally totally helped out. It was a great, it was a great experience. So I definitely recommend TCG player regardless. And if you click on the link below, it's super helpful. And then also thank you to our patrons. If you check our patron uh, down below, you get the episodes out uh, a week early um, in audio format with a bunch of extra content. We do like a whole normally five to 10 minute uh, uh, bonus kind of mini. So at the beginning talking about non-magic stuff that me and Ben are into uh, that ranges everything from topics from Marvel shows to whatever movies or video games we're playing. So definitely recommend that. And yeah, those are, oh, I guess, I guess check out battle bosses, go to battlebosses.com. It's the game I made. It's a board game that's coming out this September. Finally, we kickstarted it three, uh, two years ago, do all of the stuff that's been happening in the world. It's been taking a while to get there, but now it's coming out. There's a bunch of cool content. You can follow on Twitter, Instagram or whatever. But, uh, uh if you check out battlebosses.com as stuff gets updated there, it's really cool. All right, let's get into the episode. We are watching the masters of modern, modern Horizons speculation episode, episode 207. Uh, for reference, we're on like three something. Ben Bayman and our producer, Marshall James. What's up? What's up, everybody? We're here. We're back. I hope the sound in here is pleasing to you. It's pleasing to me. Should be better. Yeah. Right. So, so it's echoier. You might notice that we are either in a smaller sounding space for those people that are audio only or mm -hmm. in a smaller physical space for people watching on live video or in recorded edited video. And that is because this is the beginnings of our new space. You can't tell but on the right hand side on the lines you can see screws still in the wall i have a way better sunglasses now and those are the drywall that we're building out so we will have a better more intimate space that hopefully the sound will sound better in general there's going to be foam on the walls carpet uh but it also makes it so it's a little bit tighter so we're a little bit more intimate uh and but that's happening new big exciting things and there'll be more of those big changes. Ben's going to have a desk yeah. that we can, he can store stuff in, like business cards. I'm excited about it. I don't even know where your business cards are. Nobody knows where <laughs> no, I, I have them in my house. Um, oh. So, uh, yes, but that is the exciting difference. 
he never used that desk. I'm not joking. We gave him a desk, bookshelves. I think he, I don't even know if he stored his business cards there. I think they're on a different random bookshelf in the office. Difference between what you guys are seeing today and what you've seen in the past. Um, Alex and I have a ton of cool stuff coming up today on the show. We're going to be talking about some of the big decks over the weekend, i.e. they're all, is it Phoenix? Um, as well as some other big decks. We're going to be breaking that down. There is a flurry of band talk, which there is going to be every single week as long as there's a good deck in the format. So we'll address some of that. And the main topic... That's never changed. This was the beginning. So this is this came out right around War of the Spark, I believe. So it's like peak right before the like most ban heavy era of magic. For today is that we're going to be talking about Modern Horizons predictions officially. Uh, today on the episode, we're going to be having a whole conversation about the cards we think are going to show up. This is a big episode for Alex because in general, he's really, really, really good at called shots. No pressure. Let's see how I did. Thank you, Ben, for setting that up. I'll probably skip over some of the deck stuff in a second, but uh, oh, God, the pressure. Wow. Now I'm bad at it. <laughs> you ruined that. Um, How's day two feel? I like all the arc like phoenixes everywhere because I uh, shot called how good that is. is me winning. That's so sweet. Yeah. <laughs> so I, that's like me in total control. I manipulated you I into feel that. Like, mm, I feel like it's me in total control. <laughs> I've stolen your thunder. You manipulated me into winning and doing great. well. Um, I'm here to support you, Ben. You manipulating me is me failing at shot calling. Me manipulating you is you winning because hmm. I'm the better person. You guys oh, for context, uh, basically, I made a bet with Ben that he had to play with a real modern deck. So he played, I believe, with Is It Phoenix? I believe, yes. And he had his best modern Grand Prix finish uh, ever. And it's because he played with the real deck instead of a Crazy Brew. Now, obviously, Crazy Brews are more fun, but it was a, a fun little victory to me. Because Ben is a very good player. He just uh, is also a hipster, as am I. You can find me at Ben Bateman Media if you'd like. I'm not Kev Swiley. Yeah. And this is the at the MM cast on Twitter, Instagram, pretty yeah. much everywhere. We're the same. We so made that consistent. Let's talk a little bit about some of the winning percentages. Um, the day two meta game from Bilbao Tampa Bay. I just said Tampa Bay. I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> and Philly uh, this last weekend. Is it Phoenix showed up in 21.35%. Uh, humans with 7.65%. Tron, 6.5%. Burn, 6.23%. That's an interesting metagame breakdown. That's like a cool little window. I mean, is it Phoenix obviously was really strong. Uh, what's interesting is like this happened, then Modern Horizons 2 came out and eventually they banned Faithless Looting and uh, Nick Prince still has a $2 bill uh, in victory of me betting that a it wouldn't get banned for a year and it got banned literally within 24 hours. But Grixis Death Shadow is still a thing. Blue White Control is back. Affinity's gone. War Prison is obviously changed to Urza decks. Red Green Valkyrie Titan Shift is still strong. Spirits is basically gone. Green Black Rock decks or Jund is around in whatever version. Dredge has definitely kind of come and gone. Different burn decks. Uh, Tron Humans. Uh, wow. Great Twitter thread. Check it out. Um, but uh, the, the, the main point is that it's hard to beat. The other thing is we don't get day one percentages at GPs. Wizards doesn't like that information. Right, right. So something to really be aware of is that, like, yes, it had 21% of the day two, but what was that conversion rate? What percentage was Phoenix in day one? Like, did everyone just right. play the deck? It's and, and something like modern is expensive, and so the decks that are going to be best at beating Phoenix are expensive to put together. The thing about Phoenix is, is other than the lands, which every Splinter Twinner 
Splinter Twin player in the country has had no use for for the last four years, but has had, and the Phoenixes themselves, the deck is really inexpensive. You can, like, so, okay, four Scalding Tarns, if you get played ones, you're getting for about 300 bucks. Four Phoenixes, you're getting for less than 200. Mm -hmm. So, like, pretty much the whole, the, the base of the deck is like Basically, four to five hundred dollars. And I think the rest of the deck is another hundred dollars. It has a drastic change. It's interesting how that stayed like the same. Maybe the canals, the Spire Bluff canals are probably like eight dollars each. Mm -hmm. Thing in the Ices are maybe fifteen. The Spire Bluff canals are going down because they're in the new, uh, they're in the new Challenger decks. This deck is probably six fifty if you mm -hmm. just buy the thing outright. Right? I'm not Phoenix totally sure. I, I think the Phoenix deck only the off-color blue ones. You can play any of them. I think it might be like the Wilderness Reclamation deck. The like teaching Sultai deck. I'm going to put money down on our later subject of the day being the reason. I think it's Modern Horizons. I think like all of the cards that people are most excited being reprinted into that set are things that could make Sultai better. And so all of these shops are just like, why waste time Misty Rainforest? If, if they do half of these, Misty Rainforest will be this expensive and we might as well just put it that price. I think it's a totally fair point. And I mean, the, the sad thing for me is that of the 40 fetch lands, that you should own if you're like a player who wants to play modern. I think I'm short like seven, and three of them are Scalding Tarns and three of them are Misties. He has since sold all of those cards to buy a guitar. Uh, it's a really cool guitar, and he's now going on tour. Also, there's a link below to go buy tickets for Ben's tour. It is dope. He's a very talented musician. Uh, I also think it's interesting that like at this point, Mystic Rain Misty Rainforest like maybe was like weird because the blue green deck specifically wasn't very strong and then immediately the most powerful blue green cards of all time were reprinted in a lot as we all know blue green is now the most supported powerful color combo such a bummer like i have almost i think i like literally have i'm missing like one arid mesa one verdant catacombs and then like those mm -hmm. and otherwise i have play sets of all of them but actually there will be relevance to an excitement to talk about at some point but not right now not um, today not yeah. today then so you pass put your highlander back in your grimoire and lunchbox and i was take quick it about Kong. it i was quick about it so so beyond is it phoenix which we talked about yeah, pretty extensively glasses on that was last yeah it was a ill it was, yeah it was, well i put them on for tampa because they're florida themed in the fact that they're oh, bright and colorful. I missed Ooh, that. These sunglasses are still still Florida themed. They like they got little palm trees on them. Okay, all right, all right. Past Alex. It's, yeah, I put them on. Miami Alex. The reason I said it like that was because I don't actually know how to say Bilbao, and I said Bilbao like Bilbao. Bilbao. Oh, I remember this conversation. Dragons, and then I was like, Tampa Bay. All right, we're off the rails. Everything is terrible yeah. for me. <laughs> so um, back to the winning percentages of decks. Just just anything else that sticks out to you here. Really Just particularly, real you guys are glossing over how incredibly expensive surgical extraction is. Oh yeah, surgicals are like sixty-five dollar cards. Well, but that that was true now. Oh, interesting. Marshall, this is back in the day when Marshall was in the room with us as a live producer, which is a totally different world. Because this deck is good. Surgical doubled, huh? Yeah. Surgical was thirty when I played that tournament two weeks ago. Well, it turns out I think the most recent tournaments have really just shown how insane free spells are, mm -hmm. whether they be gut shot or surgical extraction. I jokingly tweeted today, ban Metamorphose? Surgical extraction. Oh. And it's been, people have responded to it in funny ways. Oh yeah, that's so weird. I bet, like, interesting. I wonder how good surgical extraction is right now. It definitely falls in and out of favor, but it's 
still probably a good if it's not sixty dollars right now, I would recommend picking that card up for sure. Well, I, I mean, don't think you should. Okay, like. <laughs> so I, I think the rest of the stuff on here are, are pretty known quantity decks. The only other one on here that really jumps out at me is a deck that I know is showing up more. And you did actually see Sam Black playing a Lantern Control deck, which is not that far from the War Prison deck. Mm -hmm. And War Prison shows up here over three percent. So a lot of people were piloting War Prison. Well, so this is this is actually something I wanted to bring up. The thing that I think is more important to realize is that a Valakut deck has shown up in the top eight of every single modern tournament since KCI was banned. Same as one War Prison deck. Like both of them are, and maybe not every single one, that might be a little facetious, but most of both have shown up. I think these decks are both very difficult to play. They're a card suite that most people aren't putting together. Can I say facetious? Facetious? Facetious. There we go. I got it. I can say it now. I failed the first try, though. But they're performing against both Dredge and Is It Phoenix in ways that are, to me, feel like they are really well positioned right now. And it's just that because of the difficulty of playing those decks, they aren't showing up in the same numbers. And because of the problem I described before, where pretty much everyone has an Is It Phoenix decks, most of the cards in Red Green Titan Shift are weird. Like not everyone has a playset of all 12 red green, you know, mountain forests. I've played against uh, Titan Shift enough times in my life. Like I know, and I especially know the older iterations of that deck. Like the newer one I haven't played against as much. Field of the Dead had not been printed nor banned yet. So many powerful cards have come out in the last two years. What makes it so good against the like super... Actually, what year was did this come out? This was March 22nd, 2019. So War of the Spark hasn't even come out yet. Wow, okay. Super fast, sort of non-fair magic, for, like, is it in Dredge? Like, why is it so good against this? I think because the ways that is it stops people from doing stuff, Titan Shift just kind of goes around, like, uh, shifting in a Primeval Titan. So, like, like getting four lands, give, put, doing six damage trample, and then Valkuting them to death. And it's like, like good luck with your good luck with your lightning bolt. Right. You know? Like... <laughs> um, I think that it goes over those decks, and that's just how it goes around them. It's also, it's not just Titan Shift. So it's Titan Shift and Amulet. And both of them have the ability to just, like, I'm going to win kind of this in a similar turn that Dredge and... Um, is it Phoenix decks are going to win, but I'm going to go over what you're doing in such a larger way that you don't have a way to stop me. And I have, like, there are a ton of red-green ways to stop both of those decks that you can side into that the reverse isn't true. That's interesting. So I think the rest of the stuff on here, really, for the most part... Having not played the deck at all, so I could be yeah, wrong, and I'd I mean, love to, if someone wants uh, to tweet at us or message us, like, you have has played. experience with Titan Shift and... Did we used to record multicam, or did Marshall used to cut in to us to get close-ups of, of ourselves when we were having long points. That's fascinating. Oh, you have played Titan Shift. I have you? never played... I played Titan Shift. I've never played Amulet. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I have no idea the in and out of Amulet. It's powerful and it's dope, but I have no idea. I played against Amulet a lot at one point. I can't remember when. One tournament, I was I was piling some shenanigans, and like one of the guys I was testing with had that. They... It's good and it's powerful what they're doing. They are super reliant on Azusa. Like... Incredibly, mm -hmm. and Azusa is very fragile. This is not just the That's best deck in the format. In the deck no, 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 I know. I'm saying, like, like for well, instance, not the best deck, but as a obviously Phoenix player, it's been very consistently if good. If you just bolt their Azusa, it's pretty likely that they don't win. Like, there's other things you want to be doing, but like, you're pretty fast. So, unless you have a really slow hand or they have a lot of redundancy, that's the most important card, I think, to get rid of. Sure. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, Amulet is impossible for you to interact with. Yes. Like, if yes, they have an yes, Amulet yes. in play, then and you like. And now you can tutor it, tutor for it with her as a saga. And I think both of those decks are also decks that have big haymaker turns, 
I yeah. think that's something also that's really important in this format in general is you cannot do anything and you're just slowly building yourself into a position in a hard to interact with way, like by playing just more lands or like ramp spells. And then on one big turn, you play everything at once and you just win. And that, that's like, Scapeshift does that. Scapeshift is like, I'm going to stop you from doing yourself a little bit, then cast a Scapeshift and dome you for 18. So what's interesting about why I think, well, A, they've kind of become one deck, right? Like they've in many ways hybridized to themselves. But I think the reason that Amulet has come up ahead, even regardless of Urza Saga, is Amulet is the very, very, very broken piece of this conversation between these two decks. And it just became more and more apparent. And now with Urza Saga being able to just like guaranteed you're going to have Amulet on turn three, the turn that matters in play no matter what without spending mana on it that turn means that just the deck is that much more consistent. And you fetched at least once, because that's how magic works in modern, and you are dead. So I really want to make sure that we spend enough time talking Horizons today. Um, so I'm actually going to move us along, because that conversation about sort of what's going to be added to the format that's going to combat these top decks, I think mm -hmm. is a really interesting one for us to have. And there's been a lot of articles, a ton of content creators. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is a topic that a lot of people have been discussing. You and I have loosely discussed this now on several shows, mm -hmm. but I think this is going to be sort of treated as our formal discussion. And well... This is going to be our formal early speculation. Prediction. We're going to talk about this a lot. Formal early speculation. <laughs> because there's... Before we get to second speculation, and that's before we have early rumination. Well, there's going to be... There's going that's to be before second dinner. <laughs> yeah. We're a bunch of hobbits. Uh, so, the hobbits come out twice this episode. That's two. Bilbo. All right, keep talking. Uh, <laughs> um, we have... The Modern Horizons, this episode, we're really reviewing to the announcement. We did like a small brief discussion of it, but now we're kind of doing predictions. Then when more information comes out and we get closer, they'll be like either during spoilers or the next time they kind of reveal yeah. stuff. Like archetypes, we'll talk about that. And then there'll be a review and then there'll be a post was much tanner when this like episode came out. You're on the subject matter. But we figured we should get this one out of the way. I mean, there's there's just so much to say about it. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a couple of different places to start. Like, like one, I think it feels like the most consistent conversation people are having is the counterspell conversation. That's the one that I feel like has come up on here the most. It's the one that I've seen the most people discuss is which counterspell, which is going to be the marquee counterspell of Modern Horizons, right? What if there's none? If there was none. Well, there was Force Negation, which is brand new. But at that time, there was none. Now, in the future, counterspell's back, baby. I think there's going to be two. But what if there's none? Right, so, so, so like, <laughs> I, I think let's start there. Let's kind of recap. So your options really are Force of Will, Days, Counterspell, Flusterstorm, right? Those are the four exceptions. Ooh, there was Flusterstorm, right? Oh, oh, oh okay. Uh, Relapse was a fifth one that I think people weren't talking Thank about. Thank God, it's denial. not like, There's like some medium ones that could be included as a common in the set just to have as part of the limited format. But I think Counterspell seems to be everyone's favorite pick for a lock, though I can see that not being true. I think days. I think that that reaction, right? When people were going into this set, th that's when they started design a Modern Horizons two. And Wizards was like, "Oh, this seems to be the big miss." The points people are making, a lot of the content creators talking about counterspell being added, were really good points and something that I think would be a good idea to do. Now that we've thought about it and put it out there, the community seems to be all into it. We we're a little wary of it, and now let's just do it. This is my least favorite of the four you named. I think Fluster Storm Still is hate the days. most lucky. And uh, just from the perspective, likely, likely. sorry, likely. most likely, yeah. just from the perspective of it's definitely not too powerful for modern. It specifically hates on decks that Wizards likes to be hated on in modern. It's a totally fine card and it's really just not there because they're never going to print Storm in a standard set. Like it, like it's non-standard playability is because of the word Storm on the card. And uh, Force of Will is the big haymaker. Now, if they print Force of Will, which I think is possible, 
that's them. That's the statement. That's what makes this set excited for modern players. It was. I can it was see Wizards not doing that. Oh, no, sorry. Because it Foster could Chrome be was. bad for the format, though I don't think it necessarily will be. And it truly just depends on Wizards' willingness to make that big of a hail maker. Haymaker. Haymaker. I don't know, sports. Maker. <laughs> oh, I miss that. I miss when we had weird text making fun of me and or Ben. Uh, well, we should bring that back, world. Uh, but so it's interesting here because Counterspell has come back now. Modern Horizons 2. Flusterstorm was printed in the set. And they didn't bring in Force of Will, but they did bring in Force of Negation, which is fixed Force of Will and is one of the most played cards in the format. <laughs> that big of a hailmaker. <laughs> Wizards version of a haymaker because they're wizards. Let's make Hailmaker happen. Wizards, not farmers. And so, okay. Hey, hey farmers. It's farmers. Hailmaker. It's a sports reference. <laughs> is it a sports thing? So, <laughs> like, what I think, what I think is like, okay, if, if you're talking those. Hailmaker needs to be a card. <laughs> four main ones. So let's let's say you're throwing out memory lapse. You're throwing out arcane denial, foil. There anyways. might be some cool like side version of a card. Yeah, in, yeah. At common, we're not like there's four counter spells. I don't think they can get away with more than two. Misdirection or something like there's a card you could get printed, but like most of those are not going to make a massive impact. All right, let's let's look it up. I should have looked up Modern Horizons before we did started doing this. Uh, Modern Horizons. We are going to look up counter target. And there were there was Flusterstorm, uh, Prohibit, uh, Counter Target Spell. Prohibit was in the set. Uh, Archmage's Charm, Exclude, Force of Negation, Spell Snuff, which is just we'll never see in play, and Spell Snuff. Those are the, those. That's the counter spells of the set. Um, where I think the interesting conversation here is, is it goes. Yeah. Go ahead. It, so one thing to say, because this is key information, in the live stream, they said Three that the best card is in the set card, is a right? blue card. So we don't know what card it is, but they're like, oh, you're talking about maybe revealing these cards and this one, you know, this, there's this one blue card we were really excited to reveal. And like, well, we shouldn't reveal the best card in the live stream that we're announcing it. That is the information we have. That's why Force of Will is brought up so often. And that's... So it's either Force of Negation or Urza, right? Do you... Uh... I guess Force Negation is the most likely card they were talking about, but Urza is the most likely card to get banned? That's why the conversation has been so centered around, I think, counterspells and then so, to some degree Brainstorm. So what I was basically saying was that if you focus on those four counterspells, there's there are kind of specific reasons that each one is uh, significant for this set, but also why I think they wouldn't be in the set, right? So I think the card counterspell is a card that they have talked about considering for standard before. Um, they've talked about it over the years. Is there a center environment you can print that card into that would be relevant? And I think you want to make sure that you're keeping some marquee reprint cards as possibilities for standard sets. Of these cards and of the really powerful counterspells that exist, that is the most basic, staple, standard counterspell you could print if you wanted to have a set that was really headlined by a counterspell. So in my opinion there, there's a decent well, chance that like you get some mileage out of the other ones. I think you could hold off on counterspell if you're wizards here, and even save it for Modern Horizons 2 if you wanted to. Maybe. Prediction on Ben's credit, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> maybe, and you maybe coincide with a standard printing, unless there's a standard printing coming soon, which I don't think there is. Counterspell is the most boring while also being the most exciting option, where like the other ones are all different from that. So secondly, I think Force of Will, as I said before, <laughs> I don't think would be that powerful in modern. It would be great. Like it would be good. It would just would be fine. It would be good. Um, there aren't that many decks in modern. You need to generate card disadvantage to keep up. Um, there's a few, but not that many. And so I don't think that card disadvantage as like your A plan that excites you in your opening hand is as significant as it is in Legacy, where you can catch back up and you kind of need it. 
Also, I think it makes it so close to legacy. If they print Force of Will into modern, it's them making that clear statement of, this is just going to be legacy and we're doing everything we can to make it legacy. So I have this conversation with Michael. I think there are three defining cards in legacy and I think every other card is not as defining the format as those three. Wasteland, Brainstorm, Force of Will. Yes, good. Yes. You won. Yeah. Here's a um, dice thing. People who listened to last week's episode had a cheat uh, <laughs> uh, This is price. Is there anything inside? No. I was um, hoping to find like eight foil spell skies. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the... Brainstorm and Wasteland, I think, are more definitive, like, they sculpt Legacy into being what it is, Yep. where I think Force of Will is a more of a necessary evil of the format, in the sense that the older that magic becomes, the more you need a hard safety valve on, and yep. Force of Will is very good at that, and it, it's pretty fair. Like, yes, it's problematic, I don't think it's ever standard viable, because I think in that format it's problematic, but, like... Without brainstorming the format, especially, you don't have with Fetchlands ancestral visions. At instance, right. you like that's not available to you. So you you the card advantage as you mentioned is problematic. And the one comment people have about modern that's their biggest complaint is it's just a lot of linear decks that have big powerful things that you can't stop. And for a long time, Thoughtseize was able to do that and, and Inquisition of Kozilek, and now we're getting to a point where they're not able to kind of compete with Keep the decks up. that are doing it, especially since so much of them are graveyard-themed, that having a Force of Will-type card added to the format is possibly something that would be really good for it. Or Banfates so, of one single two, tier. you mentioned that the most exciting... So, this is an interesting con conversation still, right? Is like, they and more so because they printed Force Negation. Is the format better if you have a choice between Force Negation and Force Will? I mean, Force Will becomes just the, the de facto option. Force Negation goes away. It adds a huge price barrier to the format. Force Negation becomes more of the fifth and sixth card of that. Now, you still play that. I think you like Legacy is playing all six. I think it's worse. Now, I think with Force Negation in the format, we're just never going to see Force of Will. Though I do agree with my previous self that Force of Will would be fine to have added, but now it is unnecessary. And likely, sorry, the most likely for you is Lusterstorm, with the other option being Days. So let's compare those two because I think while Counterspell is sort no, of no, the no. most I boring, think, most... I think Days is the least likely. I would actually be unhappy if Days was added to Modern. See called it. It's fine. That's where you and I disagree. I've talked about this. Sure. I actually think Days is the one of these counterspells I would like to see the most. Days is the counterspell that I think works the best in modern just simply for its interaction with Shocklands. I think it creates enough of a disadvantage to doing that in a format where it's already a disadvantage to start at 17 that I really do think maybe you get some super, super mono bluey tempo decks or like... But Death Shadow exists. Like, there's enough formats where paying life into it is actually a value to the format and I feel that the feel bads on days are so much worse than the other two. Counterspell you can see coming. Force of Will, they lose a life and they discard a card. So there's a lot of cost to Force of Will happening. And it's bad on the front end. Like cats countering a spell for five minutes is bad. You dazing someone for two is fine. And the feel bads that happen around days and it just encourages people to play with one drops. Like it, it, it makes whoever's playing days only want to play with spells that cost one. Force of Will is good with Jace the Mind Sculptor. Force of Will is good with four drops because it makes it so you want to discard these more expensive cards, which means that you get a larger variety of playable threats versus days. The only deck that plays days in, in Legacy are Merfolk and, and Delver. And I don't even think Merfolk plays days. I think it's just Delver. So I, I still agree with this. I think days would be a, a huge net negative. I mean, like imagine the world where days and 
uh dragon rage channeler and uh, Ra- uh ragavan ragavan uh are all in the format together i can't imagine that it's called legacy it's a uh, bad for fun so okay so then maybe and Good what you're saying is that you think it's the worst not because it's the most like uh parasitic but you're thinking it's the worst because it's the least exciting no, I think it's it's it is the least fun of those three car- okay, four okay. cards to be added. I think it is the worst from a gameplay perspective, and I think they're all comparable on power. I think Flusterstorm is less powerful than the other three. I think the main three are comparable on power level in different ways. That's why Flusterstorm, to me, while you say is the most likely, and maybe you're right, is the one that I would be the most disappointed to see printed because I don't it's taking up the counter spell slot of one. Yeah, I was right. <laughs> it's, it's a marquee card that I don't think really moves the needle for me. And Storm isn't really a thing consistently in modern oh, but it's good against Storm would really shine against it's good against other decks it's good i mean it's really good against phoenix but like yeah it, it's it's just in general yes okay against I, phoenix. It, it's the safest to print and i can i can see them not blinking about printing Storm in a set and i don't know if they it's want to hard. print both counterspell and force of will that seems extreme i think they would print force of will and Storm or counterspell and Storm. So that's more. I don't think you get both. I think that's not. I think we can skip ahead because we probably talk about this a lot. It's it's, it's about as good as Spell Pierce, honestly. Like they don't have that many lands usually. Sure, it's fine. It's better than Spell Pierce. It takes on Storm and it's a little. I mean, I'm just saying against Phoenix shouldn't be kept into mind. I don't think any cards that make Dredge better are going to be printed, but I think Phoenix is one that they. Who missed that one? Uh, Because Hogak, (laughs) Hogak was printed. So dredge decks got really good. <laughs> they also printed a second dredge card. We got uh, the red dredge card. Had no idea. So there's probably good blue red cards that make that deck better in the set. But days seems miserable to play against if it's in Phoenix. Days or no days, um, and we didn't really address the banning conversation. I mean, there's just so much of it. But days or no days, if Phoenix continues putting up the results like it's putting up and these percentages. It will be banned before this set releases, probably. Well, what does it will be banned mean? Does it mean that Faithless Looting will get banned? So I don't think is it, I don't think Phoenix dies. Phoenix is the. Ooh, okay, I was wrong. Uh, well, Phoenix didn't die. Phoenix is still around, but Phoenix is significantly worse, significantly worse. Uh, and they did ban Faithless Looting. The best deck it has been one of the best decks in Standard for the last year, and it doesn't have Faithless Looting. I think if you put Days in and you, you remove Faithless Looting, the deck becomes a lot more fair. Like, that's so far and away the card you see in your opening hand, you're just like, I can't lose. You just play Cathartic Reunion. I don't know. I think, like, I think the deck's fine. I mean, like, obviously... It so wrong. Like, My sweet summer really child. Too is you, you're not drawing the cards before. I'm not so. saying the deck doesn't get worse without Faith this yeah, yeah. I'm saying the deck still is probably one of the best decks in the format. Nope. Uh, but you're wrong. On the banning conversation, <laughs> sorry, they don't sorry, want to do that. One thing on it. Wizards isn't going to ban anything until after Modern Horizons comes out. <laughs> okay. Uh, in- that was true, and then they banned a lot. They've banned a lot since then. <laughs> don't even, you don't even know what war this part. You don't even know about Karn and Micah Synthlatis. Unless the Pro Tour top eight is eight Mono Phoenix decks. Like, or eight Dredge decks. And, and at that point, they might decide that the Mulligan rule is problematic. Before the Mulligan rule test, we said this last week, Yeah. the point of this Pro Tour is to be a experiment. You're, they are testing a thing. You don't take the data set you have leading up to that experiment and see if it gets better and like change it ahead of time. Yeah. Then the test doesn't work. <laughs> so that's true. So for those who don't know, uh, the Mulligan rule changed and Modern was the test pro tour for that or that through that process. It used to be you drop the seven cards, then you mulligan, you mulligan, you mulligan, and then when you're done mulligan, you scry, uh, you scry one. 
they changed that to the current rule. Um, and I do think the current rules, like literally it's, it's, it's in the pudding, right? Like literally this is March 22nd. Magic is fine. More of the spark comes out. London Mulligan rule is implemented at, at, after Grand Prix London or uh, Pro Tour London. And magic has not been fine since then. Games are more exciting to watch, but yeah, it's 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 interesting how that was the big, like, this era of magic coincided with this rules change so thoroughly that I I think it's I don't think it gets a lot of enough credit for how how attached that was and how important that change was. Um, all right, so let's the counterspell conversation we've had. That's an important one. Nice. Um, let's move on to the next piece of the conversation. Do you think wasteland is printable in modern? No. All right. Do you no. think brainstorm is printable in modern? No. Cool. But no. do you think force of will is? Uh, I think Force of Will you could get away with because I think I don't think Force of Will like it changes the way the format is played, but it doesn't make me feel like it changes the way the way that it doesn't change the way the format is played, where that card is proactively good. Mm -hmm. It's just reactively good. I, I guess I guess my point is of the three defining cards of modern or of, of legacy, it is the one card that I would say there aren't decks about. There are not many Force of Will decks. There are brainstorm decks. There are tons of wasteland decks. The other thing I don't love about Force of Will getting printed into Modern, and I think unless they're going to print Modern Horizons to the moon, we had a reprinting on Force of Will semi-recently. The card is... Oh, weird. I don't know why the audio got different. ...is not legal in Modern, and the card is Better. still $75 per. But it wasn't until they announced Modern Horizons. It was... It's been... It was over 50. I mean, it's... Yeah, but there's there, there are $100 cards it, in Modern that exist. I'm saying if you if you implement a new counterspell that a bunch of decks are going to want four ofs in the most... And now they are uh, Enchantress cards, Liliana the Veil, and a everyone's favorite monkey. It's popular format that isn't standard. I really do genuinely think the Force of Will is going to be a $100 card. And it's going to be a four of counterspell in the decks that want it. And it just increases the price of your deck because of the sideboard in a lot of cases by $400. It's like, a, unless they're going to really print this thing into the ground, it's just kind of like, I don't love that. It doesn't make me super excited. Um... Oh, this is four. Yeah, it's been it's, it's been expensive for a while. 380 for the last five years. But if I mean, if Force of Will's in the set, it's a big statement, and so that's yeah. we'll, we'll keep our eyes open for that. So, like, so moving on to the next part of the conversation, well, um, that's something I want to talk about actually, because that's that's I think more rel uh, relevant to bring up here. As the a cost segue, is no, just cost of cards. I think any card that is playable in Modern that gets printed in Modern Horizons becomes more expensive. I think so. Yep. Uh, reprints weren't, interestingly enough, but that's because the new cards were so powerful. So too. I think so too, but you know what's weird? Um, what was the last time they printed, uh, prior to Ultimate Masters, Noble Heartwreck? It was like, I think it was like Modern Masters 2, two so it was a few years prior, and after the reprinting of that card, it went on to be like a 90... 90 plus dollar card for years. But and the, the difference is between Noble... Oh, sorry, finish your sentence and I'll tell you what... Like, you you do see eventually these cards will, will come down in price if they continue to print them enough. Like, I was just telling Marshall before the show, you can buy a foil Noble Hierarch from Ultimate Masters right now for 47 bucks. Mm -hmm. I think you can buy a regular one for about 40 Like, it was 95 for the last couple of years. So the price is in half because of a reprinting, and that is one of the most played cards in one of the most high-demand formats. Like, as a foil. It was in Ultimate Masters. Yeah, as I just said. Prior to that, though, the last printing. No, 15. 
How much is okay. a non-foil one in Ultimate Masters? Though? It's like forty. It's like a couple dollars uh, less. I would best it. I would best <laughs> so the foiling Masters. process only adds five bucks. People so. hate the foils from Ultimate Masters. This is this is a pro tip, guys. If you're looking to buy foils that long term, you're going to be stoked you bought. Buy Ultimate Masters foils because for some reason the differentiation between a regular card and a foil card is such that players have convinced themselves that owning the foil from Ultimate Masters is not that special. I'll give you another good example. I just bought a foil Raging Ravine from Ultimate Masters for six bucks. A regular Raging Ravine from Worldwake goes for twelve. <laughs> like at that, if you're not that much off though. From do you, do you think people it's also hate Modern Masters too? Like because it has that waxier print because it was on the paper packs. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm looking up uh, most expensive cards in modern or Ultimate Masters because uh, I think that's super relevant. Um, you have Liliana the Veil, who is now ninety. Uh, Mana Vault is seventy. Cavern of Souls is seventy-four. Snapcaster Mage is sixty-four. Ulamog, Kozilek are both sixty. Frixian Altar is sixty. Bitter Blossom is fifty, which is fascinating because uh, that got reprinted in a secret layer. Uh, Ancient Tomb is 50, Micaeus is 40, Emrakul is 50, Demonic Tutor is $35 there, which is an interesting one, because that's actually pretty cheap, Caracas is 30, Tarmogoyf is 32, what happened to my boy, uh, Karn Liberated is 24, uh, Bellfire Dragon is 30, uh, let's see, Raging Ravine is not even up here. Uh, Temporal Manipulation is 18, and Tomb is 20. Noble Hierarch is $16 now, so that's dropped a lot. But that's partially due to playability. Uh, yeah, so so interesting. All right, can, keep going. Went down. The difference between Noble Hierarch getting printed in this set and, a, and Force of Will, for instance, or any new card getting yeah. printed yep. is... There was already a large population of modern players that owned copies yeah, that yeah, needed yeah, yeah. them to play. When, right now, if you've played modern since the beginning, you have never needed to own Force of Will at no point in that career. And yep. tomorrow, or in, uh, once this set prints, if Force of Will is in it, you either need to open it as a mythic in this set or go get one. And yep. that's a much more difficult thing. And, and I think Force of Will is an extreme example. And this is obvious. I mean, I agree with you. I think this is the best argument against why it's not going to be in this set. Um, but there are cards, even at common and uncommon, that people just won't have play sets of. A, if there's, I think commons will be fine, but if there's, like, Wirewood Symbiote is at uncommon, I think that card goes up. I think it, instead of being whatever it is now, say it's $5, it'll be a $10 card. I mean, we've seen this happen many yeah. times. Anytime there's been a modern, like the modern master sets, each one of them, the cards have gone down and then back up. It ultimately but, uh, increases the price of the cards being printed. And that's before even what you're talking about, right. which is a different issue entirely. Like they so go regardless, and sometimes they go up more partially because like, Oh, I opened up one Tarmogoyf. I need to buy four of them to be able to play with the first one I bought. Now I have to buy three more. So I'm going to go kind of through here and, and throw out some other cards. I think the next category is cards that have been printed into non-modern formats so like commander plane chase conspiracy cards like that cards that have been legal in legacy and commander but have not been legal for modern seeing reprints of those cards now the first one that comes to mind for a lot of people is baleful strix um and there's been a lot of conversation about so the most expensive card before getting to baleful strix is altar of dementia for modern horizons 2 and it's six dollars and it's the most expensive reprint in the set uh after that there is Cass is the next is the next and it's two dollars so wrong there baleful strix you know who is totally off baleful strix uh Chaz? Chaz. 
I know. I read his article about it, and it's interesting that he says that. And his reasoning is that it blanks creature decks so completely that printing Baleful Strix into modern just like changes the gameplay so completely that it's not it's not a reasonable print for the format. My response to that is look creature Yeah, I mean it's like Tarmogoyf is worth forty dollars, like down from a hundred fifty. It's like twenty six to twenty. That probably can get around. Like, are we talking about? Zoo decks? Are we talking about burn? Like, what deck is attacking with creatures that Belfast Strix is good against versus uh, blocks, all of it one. blocks Phoenix all day, man? Block one. <laughs> <laughs> this is like kind of my like. Yes, they might want creature decks to be better, but like, blocks, it blocks decks Mantis Rider. Will like get around <laughs> that, and the decks that don't good. Like, yeah, think about when they were making this. Humans was the best deck in the format, and if Belfast Strix is good against humans, then I think that's a net positive from Wizards' side. I, I don't actually think about this card as a card that would be problematic. If this card gets printed into modern, you can bet that I will absolutely on day one be calling you endlessly about a Grixis Vexing Devil Claim Fame Baleful Strix deck, and it will exist immediately. It will be so sweet. Being able to claim fame of Baleful Strix is all I've ever wanted to do in modern. I will be sleeving it up and taking it to the first, just bringing it to the office just to make you look at you it. Don't just the deck does sound really sweet. Make it into a 5-5? Five, five? I'll, I'll build all the decks. Yeah, okay. that I'll seems sweet. Deck. I'm into I this. love Tezzeret. Well, so, I, I, uh, actually, I think Baleful Strix is an interesting one. Containment Priest is another card that comes. I, I would add Baleful Strix. Uh, I think that would be a net benefit for Modern now. Well, not net benefit, but I think that card would be dope. Um, Containment, Containment Priest is in Modern now, but what set? How did it get in there? M21. They just printed an M21. Kind of fits the same bill. That I think, feels... I think Containment Priest is probably my highest pick for a lock. Yeah. Uh, feels pretty, pretty darn in it. It's really good for the format. In, uh, some of you guys probably don't know these cards. Containment Priest is a card. It's white. One white for a 2-2 two, two. Two, flash. Two flash when it enters the battlefield. If a creature would enter the battlefield from somewhere other than a hand, it's exile. Is that what it is? Or if it's, it's from the graveyard? Cast. If you didn't cast it, it doesn't. Non-token, right? exiles. I believe it is non-token because Hallowed Moonlight specifically doesn't say non-token, yeah. so we can snatch. And it's yeah, so it's, it's a bear. And I think on that, what if they print a, a second version of it that is just not a human? <laughs> I mean, that might be smart. Has and seen minimal play, possible that, which is like, interesting. You, yeah, maybe you kind of forget that it's in the <laughs> um, format. I think you know that that card's pretty likely. Um, what about any of the what about any of the powerful tutors, the old visions tutors? Like worldly tutor, I don't, I don't think wizards wants any tutor. Enlightened tutor, mystical tutor. If Green Sun Zenith isn't is too good, then worldly tutor is too good. What about what about them? Put in the play, and there's other issues. But like, <laughs> I think I think all tutors under three mana, wizards is not like itching to put into the format. You don't think the marquee profane tutor is the only tutor of any variety that Modern Horizons has added? Not any variety, but of like a, a famous level quality of tutor. Printing the card that would blow everybody's mind is them printing Imperial Seal in a Modern Horizons. Yeah, that would be bad. A one mana black. I don't think that will happen. Sorcery speed vamp tutor. Yeah, I think that would. Be Half the decks in the format play Thought Scour already. Like I don't know. I think that would be bad for the format. But that is interesting that Thought Scour could counter that and worldly tutor. I think that's like. A, a cute interaction, but not an interaction that Wizards would be like, it's okay to print a Vampiric Tutor, a card that is banned in Legacy. <laughs> I mean, it's not instant speed, so it's significantly worse. And it's also Still... a $500 card. So right, so this is at some point we probably they're... just talked about, but... No, at a certain, but at a certain point, they're going to find a place to print that card. They have. It's a judge problem. I, I, they're going to put it into a set at a certain point. Yeah, but not, I don't think they're going to put it into... Modern Horizons, yeah. Maybe. Really, like, Modern Horizons, because of that choke point t- thing we talked about, can't have any card like that. Yeah, it would break the set in half. It would become problematic in a way that would make the set a failure. And Wizards is not dumb. 
okay. to do that. But I do think on the Tudor conversation, um, wishes they have weren't. a higher chance of being put into it. That's interesting. Yeah, Cunning Wish. Uh, Cunning Wish would be a really interesting printing because Glittering Wish has been a good card, but never a dominant card. Right. And like, it's not like the other wishes are really that different. We just got um, regular fact, wish, three which is cases, better right? than the old wishes because well, you don't put it in your hand. Well, you have to play that till end of turn, so it's a little cost different. Three golden wish costs five or something. And golden wish costs five because it was Yeah, because what does it get? Gets artifact or enchantment. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I, th- I think the wishes are interesting. Um, what about some? What about some draw spells? Actually, you know what? No, let's let's talk about some. This is a, these are a couple cards. Some some. I think they could still add the wishes. I think it's still possible. It's like design space they obviously like going into and a Modern Horizons that would be a perfect place to do it since it's not a commander focused set. It would also make commander players happy because, or non-commander ha- players happy because the whole like, commander masters. Red and blue spells that are like cheaper. Fire Ice is one that comes to mind. Uh, that was sure. added Modern Horizons Fire too. Good I prediction, Ben. To Fire Ice is, are there going to be du- double cards? Right. Yes. Like I think that a lot. This set well, is meant to be advanced, but it is also meant to be somewhere in between a master's set and a battle bond, and that's a set that they has a little bit of a lower skill bar- barrier to entry. They don't want it to be masters, masters, and so did one have any double face cards? I don't know if it did. I'm trying to think. It two definitely did. With that in mind, having one-off mechanics show up at common or uncommon yep. becomes problematic. Um, double face cards are just in the recent set. Could be totally fine. Like I, I, I think that that's possible, but something to keep in mind in general is the more complicated a mechanic, the less likely I think it is, unless it doesn't matter. Like They could print a arcane spell. They aren't because it they're all legal and modern. Get, sorry, getting back to the conversation from just a second ago sure. about cards from these expansion sets that have not been oh, modern legal. Oh, this is the Mevo. Oh, we had a camera that was like a special streaming camera that we bought that was called a Mevo. And on an iPad, while it was recording, you could zoom in on different camera angles on each of us as we were talking. And that's what Marshall is using. Okay, that's how it was zooming. It was cool because it was like a bird's eye lens. So it was able to like modify the angle it was looking at, making it look like you had a multicam. It was a really cool piece of technology. It had a lot of issues. It created also this like weird fishbowl lens look that you have. But uh, I missed the Mevo. A deck fade. I, I wonder where that is. Uh, by the way, Dak Faden is the best blue-red ever card printed. Save that for our Dak episode. Dak Faden <laughs> is the best blue-red card ever printed. Yeah, I was in total agreement with you. I don't think we ever did the Izzet episode on that. We were trying to go over them. So, we have some other picks that are spicier, but that one was like very obvious. So Dak Faden's interesting, right? Because Ooh, is like, that true okay, anymore? Dak Faden makes Phoenix better because it's really good at double loots. It doesn't, it's not really fast enough to make Phoenix that much better. For sure. But it's really good. It's not an instant or sorcery. Uh, it makes artifact decks that are playing artifact proactively worse, mm-hmm. but there's not that many of those. There's like the few prison decks mm-hmm. and like, so, and then I just, I think it's fine. I think the biggest problem with Dak Faden is it's a planeswalker and how much planeswalkers are there That's going true. to be? How many of those Two. slots do they want to waste on reprints? And he is the best reprint one because all the other ones are either walkers or Kaya. Kaya is the other one that they might include because she's just or a big right. face. Or three, Duretti. You're right. Those are the three. We also... Oh, or, yeah, because the other ones are command, have commander <laughs> pretext. Yeah. Brea. 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 <laughs> well, she could be printed. I don't think she... Well, she could. I, I think actually... So if we're, that's that's the card I'm most excited about. Brea? No, one, no Kess. Oh, yeah. Kess would be amazing. Yes. She's actually... Called it. She's Called not it. as much of a yes. lock to me as Kingdom Priest, but I'm really high on her. Also because of hopefulness for all the obvious reasons. Yeah. But... Um, and we previewed it. I have a giant a printed out right version of it again. She can't be played in... 
eternal formats easily because there's no non-foil printing. That's something that's true. So for a while, the only printing of Kess was the Commander Precon version, which was foil, so it would curl. Uh, and so one of my thought processes for why I thought it was going to be in the set, not just because I wanted it to be, because obvious reasons, uh, was that Kess was, it was like a way for them to get paper printing in it because it was seeing legacy play, which is fascinating that Kess was seeing legacy play for a while and then just like has never seen modern play. And it's almost exclusively because Potter and Preordain and Brainstorm were legal uh, and Force of Will because Force of Will lets you discard cast and those three cards let you play it. So cast is a much more powerful card in Legacy than it is in Modern because you just don't have that many good cantrip one-drop souls you want to play. So she warps. So we, we talked about last week if you have a damaged card, what you can do Both is Freya and Kess? Uh, neither of them have a non-foil printing. Right, printing. Right, so right. all of those cards that are playable out... Bray is less of an issue. There's not a legacy deck playing Brea. Kess has legacy decks playing it. That's that's a big the difference. So like this card, people can't play with easily in legacy because it is warping. And so having a non-foil printing... And it's a spell I think is fine. I don't think Snapcaster Mage is a four drop every other turn in Grixis. is like That's exactly the type of strategy I think Wizards probably wants more of. Um, so... It's- so I think the most powerful blue-red card that we mentioned it in, in Magic History is actually, which is weird to say, but it might be Expressive Iteration. Uh, expressive Iteration is just like seeing modern play, seeing standard play, like sees like some amount of legacy play. Like I'm going through cards that were printed since then, and I don't think there's anything that comes close to those. Maybe... Um, the, uh, the, the command, um, Prismari command is like maybe a con uh, in contention. I don't, I don't think there's another good option, which is interesting. Cast, make it happen. What about, what about any of the, I manifested uh, that (laughs) welcome past cast from, from commander mystic confluence being i think the best fiery confluence none of these are all possible i don't yeah. like I neither of them got printed in. enough in the two most powerful ones that it's not that unlikely i don't think the black or the green one come out i think the white red or uh blue one all have a chance with the blue one being the most likely other than the fact that we just talked about how they don't you maybe don't that's too many counter spells you don't think the black one i feel like the black just, one is so I don't close think they to do play. a whole cycle of them i think that's really pushing a cycle of rares just on that cycle and the black ones unless they're uncommons that'd be cool that'd they could be, be in modern if they were if they were downshifted to uncommon well, i mean matter in modern the rarity doesn't matter it's just in the set for the sake of draft drafting mystic confluence as an that uncommon in that dope. format really is the most bonkers thing i've ever heard yeah, or, I agree with or the move. black one i mean the black one is neg two neg two draw a card and lose a life and uh raise death so it's basically just big coligans yeah. man the reason i don't think I, I, they would be included is not from a power level perspective it's from a boring perspective oh yeah it's yeah, like yeah, a little fine. little too predictable boring i think it's bad even but like why waste a rare spot on a card no one really cares about yeah but i like the idea of putting them in uncommon like disagreeing with past self i think that would be really really fun for the limited format i think it would be cool to have all of them in modern um what do you guys think about well so, so the one thing we haven't talked about yeah is tribal because i think that's also something that people are really expecting and there are a lot I'm of tribal really spots on goblins just being uh, like a, a, they've already been kind of pushing it. There's three big goblin cards: Lackey, Matron, Lackey, Matron, and uh, Ringleader. Yep, one well, of those is legal already, isn't it? No, no, it yeah. got a. Re- one of those got in, right? Or did that get in like semi recently? Goblin. All right, looking that up. Let's see. All right, we got Goblin Champion, Ignoble Hierarch, Goblin Archaeomancer, Goblin Bombardment, Goblin Engineer. 
uh, Goblin Aura Flame, Munitions Expert, Putrid Goblin, Goblin Matron was in it. Uh, so there we go. Okay. Shot Call, Pashlix Mons, Ward Eye Witch, Goblin Trap Runner, Goblin War Party, Sling Gang Lieutenant is a big deal. And a bit, uh, yeah, and Sling Gang Lieutenant. Okay. All right. All right. I see you, Goblin Mar- Marchin. And his ringleader is now in modern, right? Uh, set modern goblin ringleader. It it is. What's collection? Where was it printed? Oh, was it in Modern Horizons two as well? No, no, no. Oh, it was in M twenty. It was in M twenty. Okay, so of these three, Goblin Lackey is the only one that is not Recent legal in modern. Printing with new art in one of the dual decks. But oh, got it. it. Is not and, okay. And so all three of those, and we don't think Recruiter would be. Re- Repetitive. That's the one where you get the set stack off. your deck. That, yeah, no, because no, no. that just takes so long to process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Isn't it banned? I think it's banned in Legacy. Yeah, it is. Yes, and from, I think it's bond, it's bond for for time consideration. Right. Yeah. It, it doesn't work with how a tournament magic wants. The to last work. printing of that card, I think, was like sixth edition. Yeah, I, I don't think it's been printed. Really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The art's yeah. Right. Uh But yeah, I think those are. I think all those are possible. I think Elves has some chance. Like people are really high on Wirewood Symbiote. That's what I'm pretty excited about. Yeah, didn't happen. The two mana. Either the one that makes it for forest or how many elves you have. Oh, but the the other one did. Priest of Titania and, and, and Rofellos. I don't think you can print Rofellos. Rofellos is on the reserve. He's on the cool. reserve. So Prince of Titania would be an exciting one. Prince of Titania would be a high swing. Like, we yeah. want elves to be much better. I think Wildwood Symbiote is just a fair include. That would be really cool. Interesting um, about Priest is she gets really wild. If elves becomes a thing, she's crazy in the mirror because she adds mana equal to the number of elves in, totally. play. in play. That's cool. So, so it's a brace for you both to. So we got Corian uh, Ranger, which is a really good choice. And that's the only like real elf tribally option. Lonus Cryptologist, Tree Ambusher is not like a thing. Neither is Deepwood Denison. Land of War Tribe was like a cool joke. Rift Sower is just fine. Yeah, Tyler's Provisioner, but like not because of elf stuff. Yeah, interesting that the only real like relevant elf creature from a card type in either the Modern Horizons is Quarian Ranger. Uh, partially because I think elves just doesn't need as much help as goblins does, right? Like they wanted to print a cool goblin cards and they've definitely pushed to get that to be a playable deck in the format. Uh, but Quarian Ranger is definitely the big ad for elves amongst all the cards. To get to your also priest. reason I think she might not be printed or like a preset type. Yeah. Another another um another tribal card that I think is highly likely is Carrion Feeder. Ooh, good uh, call, yes. Ben. I don't know if I would call that tribal, but I think Carrion Carrion Feeder is on my list of so, Yes. But think, I mean think about I that think card. I don't think zombies will be a draftable uh, archetype in the set. I don't. Oh, think... oh, you mean tribal from the perspective of them designing limited? I was thinking like, like I think how get four goblins tribal cards like that. The only way they put those in the set is if you can draft goblins. Carrion feeder will be in the set, but you don't need any other zombies. To and carrion feeder single handedly makes modern zombies a deck because like just carrion feeder and blood artist together, or not blood artist, sorry, vampire, uh, uh, grave crawler. Just those, those two cards together alone is like already close to good enough. Maybe I do think carrion feeder added to the format adds a lot of really cool options to the format. I- yeah, so zombies, not a thing that ever happened. Uh, but broken things using Gravecrawler and Carrion Feeder and Hogax and Vengevines, bro- broken uh, things. So broken. I don't think it necessarily makes zo- Like, zombies isn't the first place I would go, but I think, like, it's a great card to have in the format. Undead That's, Augur I think, also cool. what they're gonna try going to for. They're looking to make strategies that are on the borderline of good and modern better. Goblins is a great example. Do you think we Goblin get, like... Hat, like, like Sacrifice, Aristocrat, Tokens decks are another one that I think... Do you think high. we get, like, a sweet zombie or vampire lord at two mana? Like a... Only if vampire and zombies are tribally supported and limited. Like, you don't put lords like that unless... Fun fact, because of the tribal mechanic, 
all of the tribes were supported and limited. Limited, it's possible to build those. I think <laughs> if they're going to do it, goblins and elves are the most likely Zombie ones to do that with. I don't think... And I, that's kind of my one theory, like, why Red Symbiote might not be included. Sure. It's like... We got both. We got Cordial Vampire for vampires. We got Zombie Augur for Zombie Augur. We got a bunch of stuff for the most recent set. Yep, yep. We got these. Elves is less these likely happened. than Goblins is my highest. Bet. We got a Lord for What's both of them. So Wasteland is too strong. So yep. we're going really hey. quick because we only have two minutes left. No, we can, Wasteland we can, we'll, is yeah. really strong. Yep. What about Rashid? We only port? have two minutes left. We have... I think you can play port because modern is a format that's pretty color hungry and it's most and it, most of it's really good decks. There's almost Richard no monocolored really good decks. There's like a couple, but they're not the kind of decks Dock that you want to play Dock port end. anyway. So I think you're you're looking at putting like how many mana denial decks do you really have? Like it would be going Lots into a tempo one. deck. I, or you try to put it into like some sort of a tempo deck, like a Phoenix deck or something, but like you need your mana in that deck. So that's like a spell. All basically. the tempo decks want their lands. I think that, yeah, I think we should, well, I don't think it's too strong, but it, it does a really good job of fighting Tron. It does a medium job of fighting Tron, really, because it doesn't get rid of the land. On that subject, what about Maze of Ith? Maze of Ith would be, that would too, be, s- I think if Baleful Strix is a problem partially because it spicy. hurts on future decks, Maze of Ith might be too, I without still agree. Wasteland, maybe Maze of Ith is tough, but on the other hand, Maze of Ith is not a, la- a mana producing land. It's a I think it would be dope to print a one mana uh, Merfolk that has Maze of Ith's ability on it. I think the biggest issue with both of these cards is that there isn't Wasteland and that getting rid of lands is so difficult in the format. And so it'd be scary to print these. But yeah, just print like or like Maze of Ith on a vampire or like what's another actually in comments. I, what what creature type one mana card does Maze of Ith feel like a like a inability of that tribe? Um, I'm going to go Merfolk might be it like a, like an underwater maze. Uh, I feel like it has to be white if it's white or blue or green. Cause fog has green, green as fog. So it could be elves. It could be like a core or something or humans. That seems weird. Well, yeah. Okay. Give me maze of it on a creature wizards spell. Do you have to play in your landslot? That isn't an argument for it being bad. <laughs> uh, well, also I, I think maybe it's just one of those like, does does modern need a maze of it effect? Yeah. Maze of it, maybe not. It yeah. needs a Rashad and Port or uh, or a, a way, wasteland. Like, it needs variant. a way to hate on lands better than it currently has, maybe. But I don't think it needs a. I think Rashad and Port is the most fair land hate card in Legacy that's possible for modern that doesn't exist already. N- okay, another question for you. You mentioned that that they don't want well, less than three one. mana tutors. Mm-hmm. What about if they were to print Imperial Recruiter and Recruiter of the Guard into Modern Horizons? I think those are totally fine. So those are the red and the white tutors. Imperial Recruiter was pre-printed in Modern Horizons too. Uh, they did not reprint Recruiter, which is interesting because in some ways Recruiter is the s- safer card. But it's fine. Imperial Recruiter isn't breaking the format at all. Uh, I don't even know if it's seen real play. It's just a fine card to exist in Modern guys that are i think both one ones the one searches for a creature with power two or less the other searches for a creature with toughness two or less i don't think both of them are fine but i think one of them could be fine i really i think you could i think you could symmetrically print those into mythic slots in their respective colors i think both of them are able to be included and maybe in multiple sets they would be fine being in modern at the same time but i don't think a set would have both Okay. I think that you wouldn't do, like, I think that you would just pick one and not both. Um, Although they could have, like, beautiful diptych art where they're, like, both rallying in opposite directions. I'd rather them do that over two Modern Horizon sets than the one. So I think the other cards that I see on here, and this will be speed round because we've got about a minute left. um, Armageddon? (laughs) Never. It's so weird. Uh, I don't know what the timing was. Speed round. Vindicate? Yes or no? 
Uh, Modern yeah, Rises I think too. Vindicate's fair. Uh, what about Stifle? Yes or no? No. Uh, no. no. It's bad. Force Spike? Yes or no? Uh, not mm. over the other cards we've discussed, but sure. Control Magic? Uh, yes. Fine. Boring. Fine. Okay. Fine though. Force Spike would uh, be fine. Innocent Blood? Trip would be cool. Uh, love it. I innocent Blood really was printed in. The format, it's one of the cards. I think that's one of the cards that I'm the most excited about, actually, that I hope they print. Um, Mishra's Factory? Um, Non-Tribal Mutavolt? I think it's fine. I think it's fine. I think it'd be cool to add. It's Artifact, which has, like, implications, but... Uh, Mother of Runes? Ant? We got a similar version. That is a Haymaker. That is a Force of Will-style Haymaker. If they want creatures to be better... Like that is what I can see them doing. No, they didn't. I, I yeah, innocent is... blood is not added, okay. but, but Mother I, Ruins kind of got added. Shardless with, uh... Agent. Yeah, easy. I think it's easy. Shardless and then Agent the last two. One I have to ask you about is uh, actually two last. I think Shardless Agent is pretty high on the lock. Yeah, it's it's interesting how between Modern Horizons one and two, like after if we had done this after Modern Horizons one, we had like a thirty percent success rate. It feels like, but if you add Modern Horizons two, we're like kind of killing it we're like nine for ten on our uh, percentage like 90 percent of the time correct two left toxic deluge i think it's too uh, strong too strong too strong and finally gamble uh tutor issue i mentioned before maybe i think gamble I think would gamble be the haymaker the- tutor if they wanted to push it that you could give me gamble because gamble is such high variance that mm-hmm. the like decks would try it and it would just it would have to just go in the like graveyard life from the Lomi deck what if it's in just phoenix yeah that's true that's it, fine. I think or the unfortunate thing is Gamble would help the two best decks in the format right now. Because I think both Dredge and Isaac Phoenix would be hot on playing not, a sometimes demonic Gamble sometimes yeah, into yeah. Storm exists. Yeah. Oh. Any card that makes Storm better, Wizards is going to be very wary of. And Gamble is insane in the modern Storm deck more so than it is in the Legacy one where Legacy doesn't have red cards. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, if Gamble exiled a card from your hand, that they could do. I actually could see them be like Gamble, but it exiles from your hand. I think that's possible. So some cards that oh, we... Lands. Psychotog. Did you guys think that there's... Oh, yeah, a... Psychotog would be pretty interesting. What you I say? still think Psychotog would be cool. Do you have any speculation on That'd lands, be a card I'd like to see. If there's going to be a, a, like a dual land cycle, either a oh, new please one... Please predict a Horizon Lands. I'm so hopeful. Site. Completed cycle. I mean, I've always wanted to see the Horizon Canopy cycle get printed into modern. Yes. It's a little amorphous when it comes to Good color. Job, like, ben. But then again, like green white's not really supposed to be able to sack lands through a card, so I don't think it really matters. I am unsure if they'll include lands. I think if they'll include lands, they'll be more like Christian Import. I don't think we'll get we'll get a cycle uh, You're wrong. It'll be one of the mediocre There's a pun. uncommon. Look like at the pun. The, you can the pun's right there. It's Horizons. Modern Horizons and Horizon Canopy. Actually, I, did, I, I changed my mind. I, if I were to pick one, it's the tap fetches. No. The Mirage. I mean, that's yeah, like a cute mana fixture in the middle. The that's fun. Fine. And it's and, like a good um, reference. But they're like modern-y. So it's like, <sighs> oh, look, it's like modern. You can fetch lands. You but were so close, tap, friends. And they could be on common or common. Because I think you had it. mana fixing. Damn. Um... At least Ben so Shaw called that at the, the beginning, but thing. Oh, okay. missed so it. Cards we don't want. Him. Yeah, bad. We got <laughs> Torak, <laughs> though. Uh, him? What about Veteran Explorer? Wait, what's him? Added. Him, him to Torak. Oh, okay. Black, black, target player discards two cards. <laughs> no, no, I know what guard him to Torak is. I, you just said him. Um, and I was like, who, he, who, him, who? Him. <laughs> I think him to Torak would be bad. Veteran Explorer, probably bad. Powerpuff Girls it's reference, good job. That's the one when it sacks each player. Veteran Explorer would be so dope, actually. I think that would be so cool. It's worse in Modern than it is in Legacy. Yeah, so maybe it's fine. 
Yeah, uh, better explorer. Uh, Let's make that happen. What do you guys think about true name nemesis? Yeah, no way. Horrible idea. I think horrible. it's a horrible idea too. But I, I they're, think anyone that puts it on their list is doing it for the clicks. So if people go on their comments and yells at them, they're that would be a definitely good. not. Hey, yell bad. at me below. Like, you know what? In fact, slide. I want those clicks. True name nemesis should be in modern. Hot take. It should, it should, I can't even say that honestly. Astral slide was a better version of astral slide was added. Astral Drift. It's on Kaladesh with family. Ooh, I would love Astral Slide. Got something I had so better much fun with Astral Slide back in the day. Yeah, Marshall does um, have a cool right, guys. cycling modern deck. Unfortunately, that's gonna. Us. So I asked. I asked online if people wanted excited or terrified ben, cards. Ben wants to go so bad, and I'm like, no, I'm saying more cards. Perforo, someone put, which is interesting. Astral Slide's day. Uh, the the final card I want you guys to comment on: Factor Fiction is modern it? ready for it. Awesome. Yeah, Factor Fiction would be great. Not oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, I love that. I Factor think that's possible. Awesome. That could be the blue card, by the way. It'd be really someone good. Actually, someone brought that up, and it was like, it could just not be any of these counter spells people are talking about. Wizards might not want to do that, but Factor Fiction is like. Do we think more that's what wizards thought? What they would want people to be excited Interesting. about. As I think it's good. Teaching, a recent mystical teachings convert. I would love to mystical teachings. For Factor Fiction is dope, uh, and um, it's in it the format. It's really, really like good. very minimal I don't think play. It would be too good. I think it would be awesome. Yeah, it's just um, fine. So, yeah, I think we'll, we'll continue to have more conversations set. about this. We'll have another episode that talks about new cards, and we yeah. start to get a little bit better of a sense of what's coming. One thing that I didn't get to talk about at all, and I'm going to talk about it next week, is the fact that I built a SIG deck and went and played a Commander Knight with the Command Zone guys since last week, which oh, is really? not modern-friendly, but uh, it is something I did and something Alex encouraged of the me fall. to do. It's the beginning of the and fall. And I'm going to talk about it probably next week on the show. So... Otherwise, thank you guys for watching and listening. Thank you so much for supporting the show. Um, Alex, anything you would like to add before we uh, get is out of here? Is that just wrap up? Uh, or no, we just have like a big. We maybe a little off on the chat. Where is it? Uh, Brandon Russell is like questioning our comment on Deluge. I think Deluge might actually be fine. He's got a point. Maybe they print Deluge. I think the issue and with true Deluge, name. I think the issue with Deluge. <laughs> uh, I think the problem with Deluge is that. Say, oh, apparently we did this live. That's interesting. The reason that even Chaz thinks Belfal Strix is bad is that it's maybe too strong of an anti-creature deck. Now, on the other hand, it does do a good job at kind of shoring up the dredge matchups and the Phoenix. Like, a, a board wipe that's good against those decks that are now getting, like, eight four fours into play is probably a good thing for the format. Um, it's, it's Shadow gets to bring it. Yeah, in. I was going to say, Death so, Shadow loves Toxic Deluge because yeah. it Shadow lives through it and stuff. I think it's yeah. borderline, and I think it is scarier than it is beneficial. I think them printing a different card that's good against, like, pick target toughness, destroy all creatures of that toughness or something yeah, like yeah, that yeah. would be cool. Uh, we got that. It is uh, Plague Engineer, and it's creature type. And I thought a, a lot of tribal deck players think it's uh, ruined their day. So I don't know if it's been a net benefit, but it has, has helped humans not just be the best deck in the format for a while, though I don't know if they would regardless. So Instead of paying life. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I know they wouldn't because like it's not seeing that much play. Humans isn't being hated up by Plague Engineer. It's just it's not as good as other decks. Um, Everything else in the chat. Uh, ooh, people are really excited about you talking about Commander. It's gonna next week. We'll do it. We'll do a whole conversation about it. Maybe we can get one of the, the guys on the phone. I played the games with Josh. Maybe I can get Josh on the phone. That'd be fun. Uh, and we do uh, Monday Night Commander every week. So tonight, if you're watching this right now, we uh, I believe we have um, 
some friends from a movie podcast that are joining us. Plus, uh, uh, I believe Tappy Toe Claws or Jason Alt, one or the other, uh, will be on joining us as well. Um, Back to Fiction is too strong for Storm. I think it's expensive enough. Yeah, it's too expensive. Doesn't think, see play. You know, Storm, I think Storm was fine. Like I think they'd play. I guess they play gifts actually. So yeah, now, I but, think they, but like I don't think it's that much better than gifts is. Worse. No, it's like it, it ends up being like a four man of pieces of the puzzle in a lot yeah. of ways, and which is fine. I, I think, and I think it's impossible to. That's why Wizard pieces of the puzzle is such a deep cut. I like forgot that card existed. Hate Storm. It's yeah. impossible to just make it so they can't make Storm better. They just eventually will have to print another card. Golly, Bill and if you guys artist. want to follow along I'm with us, <laughs> follow along with at the MMCast on Twitter. You can follow me at Ben Baby Media. All of that is the you same. Can follow him at that Wiley. hasn't changed. And <laughs> you know all these. <laughs> Marshall, do you have a Twitter? I do. I'm Marsh Unfocused. Or you can follow our podcast production company, Time Traveler Media, at Time Traveler Pod. Sweet. All right, Take guys, the we'll shout out away, same friends. Place next week. None of those are true. What? It's never the same place and or at the same time. <laughs> all right. All right, that was it. That was the full episode. Honestly, surprised how well we did. It was a, if you include both, right? Like, to the extent that maybe Wizards listened to this specific speculation, it being one of our more listened to episodes, uh, and was like, oh yeah, these are the cards that do sound fine. Maybe we will add these in the future. Uh, Because we kind of hit nine for 10. Like, I feel like most things we brought up did happen or like the things that were just close got like tweaks to make them on creatures like him, the Torok or Rishid import. Um, and like, didn't include days, but did include counter spell. Didn't include force of will. Cause force of negation exists. And that like is something we didn't know at the time. Uh, but we were kind of like high on force of will being a maybe and force of negation did kind of translate into that counter spell eventually got printed into it. I think they like, didn't like baleful Strix didn't make it in, but that's cause they printed the snake version at blue green. Uh, um uh like carrion feeder was a lock which we got right we got right on the goblins two of the three got printed into that set plus the most recent uh core set or m21 or m20 yeah i think i think like pretty good good job past alex and ben uh you definitely also were a little bit more in shape which now that we're i need to work on (laughs) uh but i have better sunglasses now those sunglasses i definitely broke very quickly after that um but uh let me know if you everyone so so below uh final shout outs um you know we'll be back to our normal me and ben hanging out uh on the podcast next week let us know what you guys want us to talk about i think we're going to try and talk a little bit more deck techs um i think that people really like that i do want to talk about mill and enchantress specifically because uh, Mill has obviously started becoming a real thing and is a real threat in the format with uh, uh, with the new cards from uh, the uh, Dungeons and Dragons set, uh, and then uh, we have just Enchantress side this decks have, have actually started doing putting up some numbers as well. So we're interested to talk about both of those. Um, let us know if there are any other decks you, you really want us to talk about. Uh, we do make sure to follow me on TikTok. Uh, I just did posted deck text for commander decks there and some other cool stuff. Make sure to check out our Patreon. It does help make this podcast happen. If you are going to buy cards from TCG player, click the link below. It really helps. We do have a discord now. Didn't even well, I think it did exist back then, but I didn't know how to use Discord. Uh, people are talking about what decks they're playing, posting deck lists, finding games, doing trades. It's really cool. Definitely make sure to check that out. 
as that stuff kind of continues to grow uh it's early time to get in on that and then make sure to follow us on twitter they we shouted out a second ago just follow on twitter and if you are on youtube hit that like button hit subscribe all those things are really important to make help this happen and yeah i want to i want to hear your comments tell me how wrong i am about true name nemesis hit that algorithm button all the way up and thank you so much and, and let me know if you want to see more episodes like this there are other speculation episodes we did a speculation for modern horizon 2 that could be really fun to go watch with ben maybe next time uh or we could just do this kind of regularly maybe listen some old stuff like with Tom Lapilli when we talked about uh, how they were going to ban Splinter Twin we could do this this is a feature that we now have as an idea for an episode uh, and we'd love to hear your thoughts on it and thank you so much please hit that subscribe button if you've never been here before and we'll talk to all of you next week this has been a production of Time Traveler Media sending podcasts into the future